the button. Now, now, we're, now we're live. All right. Sorry, three minutes late, everybody. Yes. That's okay. That's okay. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Jonathan and Humjam, for coming on and like not keeping this a secret for what's changing and what we need to do to make sure that our businesses continue to be found. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I mean, look, let's start let's with make introductions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Joseph, I'll let you go first. Cool. Um, I'm the president of something called Hum Jam. And basically we're a digital marketing training company uh, that, that teaches other agencies and people, even, you know, solopreneurs and people on how to actually do digital marketing the right way. And we have our own harmonic blueprint that's fully in alignment with the eat framework. Like we were eating before Google was eating. That's why we were ranking from 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Because everything we do follows in harmony with what the new algorithm is, which is basically harmonic con entity connection web development. You know what I mean? That's basically Google wants librarian stuff to take place, but they also want user needs to be met, which is what we formed our company around. Hum Jam means, because I'm a musician, like I see you got the guitar and stuff. I'm a, a recorded artist, musician, top pop band in Atlanta. So Hum Jam is kind of um, a, a musician term that we use in marketing where we're, we're humming up ideas. Like I hum an idea or hum some keywords or hum, you know, we, we work with the client to hum, to hum jam basically and the jam part is is where you're humming up ideas and then with another musician or another partner they put their part to it they hum along with you and that's what a hum jam is so hum jamming is when we get with the client we get with jonathan we would get with anybody we're working with and we hum jam harmony how is this going to work the message to the marketing to the management to all that kind of stuff and that's google eat Meaning Google wants to see that your expertise matches your authoritativeness and matches, you know, like they want to see all these connections and these entity connections. So that's what we exist to do um, is to help train companies. And uh, again, people that's providing digital marketing services. I've been doing this since 1994. Um, I was a Microsoft consultant, um, one of their original web developers back early in the day. I've met Bill Gates live um, back that's in 1994. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and the people that were there, let's let's just put it that way. Back in 1994, the original web developers with Bill Gates all looked like men in black. I swear to God, they were all aliens. Like, like I was the only human there. Um, and you're laughing, but I'm, I I tell my spouse that all the time. I'm like, I swear to God, I think there were aliens there that day. And this is you know, a they, they had, you know that lady on the plane, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They, they actually um, confirmed they're real, so you're probably not far off. But it's like, know, like, I know. It's like jokes on you because now your head, you look like an alien. So I know, I know, and I could be one. Like that's the cool thing is I actually could be. Um, but that's what we do at Hum Jam is we we come up with ideas like we're doing right now. We're we're coming up with an idea, you know, and and we're jamming it out and seeing if it works. And that's kind of what we do with digital marketing and training is teach people how to do that, and it works. Meaning it actually gets ranking. Um, I, I just posted a screenshot um, Jonathan respond to. You can have keywords that are going along, but if you have the right keywords that are in harmony, the actual results spike. Like you see huge spikes of activity. You don't want to see just common flatlining. We call it flatlining in the marketing world. You want to see huge spikes of erratic activity of people that's doing these erratic searches. And, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for actual people 
you know, that's looking for our stuff. So that's spiky. That's not flatline. People aren't flatlining hot in the summer. You want to see spikes and we want to capture all those spikes because that's the highest converting and highest dollar ROI stuff is all the spiky stuff. So harmony, that's all we're doing. We're just jamming out, seeing what works and what works. You know, we jam and put together a song. You know, we put together a campaign or a plan. And that's basically what we do. That's as nerdly as we get. And we nerd out on it, too. Jonathan will tell you because we train like we're trainers. Um, I've been a Microsoft trainer since 1997. So, you know, we train like we love training. We love teaching. We love, you know, uh, we're, we're also researchers like we love researching, seeing what works. And we have big clients that we no longer offer our SEO services, but we have time warner chuck jones bugs bunny daffy duck we have marvin martian like we have major big brands we have art galleries we have local galleries we also have um we have a lot of different local service spaces that we're testing tools with and we have a big presence in the local space in the uk because that's when we started doing local marketing we said we're not going to compete against anybody in the us because we wanted to train the us people so we actually hit the UK. And so we got big ranking in the UK for the interior design local space. So, so we know local marketing works. What works in Google and UK is also working here in the US. And so, you know, it's kind of the algorithm. So that's what we focus on. Anyways, I, 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 am, all day so, on I am so slow. Like, I'm like, there's Google in other parts of the world. Like, there is. Just click with me. Like, <laughs> That's all right. Of course. Yeah. And how cool is that that you can be in the U.S. and actually do local SEO in the U.K.? Right. Exactly. That is pretty cool. Is it my turn? This is really cool. Yeah, it, is. it is your turn. All right. Well, I'm Jonathan Bannister, and I'm the CEO and founder of Cornerstone Marketing Solutions and also the host of the Home Service Hustle podcast. And we've been in the home service space doing digital marketing for the last eight or nine years, February of 2015, I believe. So almost, almost nine years. And um, I, you know, we have really kind of been the same as all other marketing companies checking off boxes for, for, you know, for the most part of the last say first six years we're in business and checking off boxes really just meant that we were doing the things that, Google and Facebook and these other platforms were telling us to. Um, and, and we were trying to get the best results we possibly could for our clients. And to tell a little quick story of really, it was right around, right before COVID is when things changed vastly for, for Cornerstone. And, and what happened was it was almost like for a selfish reason, but I'm so thankful that it happened was there was a presentation deck or multiple presentation decks that I had and we have strong relationships with manufacturers and that's where we've grown our business over the years off the backs of Goodman and Carrier and York and, and so thankful for those partnerships. And because of that, I had these presentations that I would go get on stage and would, and would get um, these breakout sessions with contractors and I would use a couple of our clients numbers and data. And there was this one client in Texas and we were killing it for, for two years. We were just blowing it out the water. And the client left one day and I was, you know, I clients come and go like that. That's going to happen. Right. But, and I've never called a client personally myself to say like, why did you leave? But I did this day because I was bothered. I think by, I'm going to have to go redo these presentation decks. And I had a, I had a presentation coming up. So that's where the selfish reason came in. 
but I called him and I said, can I just ask, like, man, the results seem great, right? And I know our communicate, we've been communicating that to you, like, what, what happened? And he said, well, Jonathan, look, I'm going to tell you, we've been with you for about two and a half years. You've grown our business two years in a row. And I was like, like slapping the phone, like, you know, okay, so tell me again. I don't understand. Why did you leave? And he said, well, we left because we had some growth goals and we missed those. And they caused some disruption in our business. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, our, you know, the first year we grew our business by 800,000, but we were trying to grow by 1.5. And the second year he said, you grew our business by just right at a million dollars but we were trying to grow 1.7 or 2 million. And I was still, I was sitting there like dumbfounded. I was like, well, what, what could I have really done about that? And, you know, cause I, we would let the clients kind of dictate how much money do you want to spend for your budget? You know? And so when you're in a, you know, for the AC world, like we're in a weather driven business, like we rely on mother nature a lot. And it's like, if I'm letting the client determine how much they want to spend and we're not aligned on a clear expectations of where their goals are, it could get ugly. And, and that's when we saw that we needed to go fix that. So I started diving in deep with a couple of my clients that I'm close with to really understand how do we determine what, what their goals are, where they currently are, where they're trying to get to, but more importantly, their numbers. Because what I mean by that is that I've got a client in California right now, and I've got one on the, North, the Northeast coast both of them have over an average ticket, an install ticket of around nineteen or twenty thousand dollars. Well, I have other ones that have average installs of seven or eight thousand dollars. So if both of these clients say, "Well, we want to go from three million to four million, when you reverse engineer those numbers, they're going to be completely different because the leads I need for installs and replacements to get to that revenue the growth goal that they have, is completely different. Like the lead flow is completely different. The ad spend needs to be completely different. So now we we kind of put our we say that we're consultants first. You know, we're not real consultants, but we we that's our approach when we're bringing on a new client is understanding their overhead expenses, their job cost numbers, their average service ticket, and we plug it into the system that we have to really be able to show the client, listen, we would love to work with you, but we need to understand your internal numbers. And guys, it's not always uh uh, uh, advertising or marketing dollars you have to throw at something. Sometimes, like I, I saw a client the other day, they're going to do $10 million this year. They're, and guys, I'm not going to call out any names. I hope they're not listening. Their average service ticket is still under $200, right? And, and what? And I'm sorry, what? Their I've, average, average service, service ticket is under two. Service ticket. You're not talking like you're talking like go out, diagnose what's wrong with it. Why is it making that weird humming sound? 200 bucks. 200 yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I'll be leaving the house I, for $200. I understand that, right? Yeah. Like, I, like <laughs> that number should be five, 600 minimum. Uh, yeah. Their average service tickets under 200. They'll do, they'll do $10 million this year. So it's like, well, now it's a training component. Like, right, let's get our. You know, we, we do sales training as well. Let's get our sales trainers out there and let's try to get that average ticket up where it needs to be. You know, doing $10 million, the lead flow they're doing, they'll pick up an extra million, 1.5 million revenue just by getting those numbers up. So next year when we're reevaluating things, we're just going to maybe go, well, if we do sales training a few times a year, get this number up and your goal, your, your new revenue goal is only an extra million, 1.8 that you want to do. Well, guess what? 
keep the marketing spend where it needs to be, where it's at. We don't need to throw any more money at marketing. Let's just get your average tickets up. So that's kind of where we've been. But here's where Joseph and his team at Hum Jam has come in was I saw the writing on the wall. I saw that last year that the major algorithm changes to Google was going to disrupt the entire market, not just in HVAC, not just in plumbing, but across all industries. It was going to make major waves and changes, and I wanted to get in front of it. So I did some research. I tried to find the best of the best that I could, and we, we got engaged October of 2022, brought them in to do a 10-week training course with us. And, you know, I'm not sure if like the, the, the training was just to get me sucked in, you know, look, I don't know. We're, we're friends now. They've now been here since October of 2022, but it worked. And uh, so the 10 week training course then turned into, let's do a two, a two full day audit of your agency, which then had me like really disgusted at some of the internal issues that we had and the, the, uh, the overhead, you know, that was kind of out of whack because we weren't efficient, right? And we teach like tech efficiency and stuff with our clients, but we weren't efficient in our own processes and things. And then one thing I remember, I told you guys this story yesterday. I'll never forget, I was down at a mastermind in Miami and I had a meeting scheduled with Joseph. So this was, you know, earlier this year, you know, maybe December of last year. And I go downstairs in the hotel lobby of the hotel we were in and I sit there and I do the call with Joseph. He said, listen, I was looking over all your stuff. He goes, I got a question for you. Are you selling content to your customers? And I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, your programs, you do two pieces and six pieces and eight pieces. He goes, does your clients want content? Is that what they're paying this money for? And I'm like, no, like my clients don't give a damn if they're getting one blog or one press release or a hundred if their phones are ringing and their trucks are in people's driveways, that's all they care about. And he goes, all right, well, you've got this wrong, right? And he goes, we're gonna train your team on it, but first, Jonathan, we need to restructure the programs that you have in market. He goes, you should be basing this off of keywords and cities or towns or areas, you know, whatever. He was like, then let's, from there, let's restructure the way your team's gonna go and do the harmonic process. So that's who we are, that's who I am, that's how Hung Jam came, you know, into our lives. And we're extremely grateful because now we're seeing where I was on a sales call yesterday uh, with one of my sales guys and looking at a competitor um, in out in um, California. And like we ran competitor analysis on some of the five competitors that he gave us. Every one of them was nosediving. The Google Analytics, the traffic to the website, and it, they're big companies. You know, and at one time they were showing six to 12,000 unique visitors a month. And now it's down to like 1500, mm -hmm. you know, so this wasn't, these aren't like 10 and $15 million companies that just decided not going to do marketing. Don't care about SEO anymore. No, they're doing the same thing. And that's the problem. They're doing the same thing that they were in 2021 and 2020. And because of this algorithm change, you cannot do the same thing that you used to do, which is checking boxes. It is putting out a bunch of content. A lot of content is not going to win the game anymore. And that's what I'm excited to have Joseph here to talk about what is the new strategy? What were those updates? And then how can contractors fix things now to make sure that they don't continue to take a nose dive? It's true. Perfect. Yeah, and no, all that's awesome. So would you like to introduce us? Sure. I'm <laughs> 
I'm Jason. It's nice to meet you guys. So we actually have several different businesses. Um, we do uh, business level coaching for business owners. We don't do sales. We do just the mindset coaching of what it takes to run a business and make sure that you're in the place where you need to be before you bring in the sales team and train them. And do you have everything in place before you bring the sales team in? And it doesn't make any, it, like you were talking about that $200 ticket, you know, that's, that's the problem because obviously you haven't done your cost of doing business and you don't know what it's going to take for you to run your business by the hour. And you have to know that before you do anything else. It's a big thing. Absolutely. And I also do content, content management, social media management for local businesses. I stick around to, I like to stick in the trades, but I've got just about every type of client right now. Yes. Yeah, so uh, have photographers, mm -hmm. plumbers, center, yeah, plumber, HVAC. HVAC, all of it. So I love the trades, grew up in the trades. I recently stepped away from electrical contracting um, business, not Somewhat necessarily recent, the trade, yeah. but yeah, I love what we're doing. We've got four different podcasts that we do. We've got the Everyday Moments, which is our basic family life, and we talk about just everyday topics and share who we are. And then we've got the Feral Business Owner Podcast, which is the We're Just Figuring Shit Out. We've got the Construction Solutions Group, which is where we talk everything solutions for your business. And then what's the last one again? Oh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> the Jennifer Clements. Uh, well, we're live on all of the platforms. All of the platforms, yeah. I went ahead and added CSG, go. the groups, the YouTube pages. Yes. FBOs on there, which yes. is Feral Business Owners. Yeah. And then our personal pages are also there too. So yeah, yeah. So the, we're live on all, all, all of them. them. Yeah. So the Jennifer Clements, and that just talks about me and the trades, being a woman business owner, my struggles, tips, all that good stuff. We kind of just we've got a different channel for different types of content. Um, I kind of believe that to be important is that you know stick to your niche for your type of content, and you'll drive your followers more than just dropping random shit. Absolutely. So yeah. That's who we are. Right on. So, and we also like to dig in to these types of conversations. Oh my God, yes. So this is really important for us to help other business owners. And that's really our goal overall. And that's why we created these podcasts because we really want to make a reach out to small business, large business. doesn't really matter, but we want to make a difference in business right. and help start changing people's mindsets. Yeah. How many, how often as a business owner, and I, I know this, I wasted and signed a contract with the SEO company and wasted $26,000 and got nothing. There was no growth. There was no reports. There was no nothing, but also you to, got something, but you got nothing. But also to <laughs> that point, I was not educated on what questions to ask. I was a hundred percent invested in trust of that company, but didn't have enough education to know what to ask to make sure I was getting what they promised me. Yes. And so this podcast today, will give you those questions to ask. Yep. So everyone, please play, pay close attention to the questions to ask your SEO guys. Yeah. Yes. And also when we get through with this, if you don't like your people that you're using, obviously you can reach out yes. in this chat yeah. or directly to us and we'll hook up Everyone. And, and even if you even if you think you're having success or you feel like you're having success, I feel like that's the time to go out and start doing your market research. If you truly feel like don't wait until desperation, because I feel like some of the most catastrophic decisions and choices happen when you're desperate. So go out and search why you are still feeling like you're getting 
results. Go out and look, go out and test the market. Like, you know, the best thing I can compare it to is like shop for a car before you need a car. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like go out and test the market for your SEO and find other companies and see what they're doing and then challenge the company that you're with. Yeah. Try it before you buy it. Yeah. In that case. Sure. You got your you got your two kiddos on here. They're cheering you on. Yeah, yeah. They're like, dad, no dad. So yeah, but I was going to get on. They were like, I want I want the link. I want to watch. I was like, yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Our kids do the same thing. Yes, they'll yeah. be in the living room and they'll all be watching from the living room. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, and do they have the, the delay? Is there a delay? Yeah, like, they have a, a yeah. huge delay. <laughs> <laughs> They just said hi. Yeah. So. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, yeah. let's let's deep dive in. Let's get started. I think uh, you know, typically people really start rolling in to these lives about thirty minutes in. We're almost there. Yeah. Um. So it really starts gaining traction. I don't know how many I watch or do of these, but as far as what I've can tell from our experience, about thirty minutes in, everybody just starts blowing up. So we currently have 10 people in the room. Um, we can just start slow and then kind of really bounce into it in about 10 minutes. Let's so you saying save the secrets for about 10 minutes from now? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I have some. I have some that, that I'm trying to get out into the space right now because I, I want to be known first for this thing that's coming out. Because I believe that I warned everybody about the E that was coming in E-E-A-T. I have another E that I believe is coming, and I want to warn everybody about that. So I want to get that word out on that as well. Ooh. There's now another E coming. There's another E coming to the algorithm that nobody knows about yet. But God, why do they have to change stuff daily? That's how they keep the spammers and gamers and the real people getting real services that actually don't scam them. So Google is working up to everybody's benefit and they're continually fighting. So we can't act like spammers and gamers, meaning we have to do it correctly and by the book and like professionals and Google will treat us that way and give us the, if we act like spammers and gamers and do mass productions and mass backlinking, all that kind of stuff, Google's going to treat you like you're a scammer. In today's sure. day and age, the new E is to get rid of the spammers and gamers and get more in alignment with what people actually want so that more people use it and get real, real good stuff out of it. So the game is about getting rid of the gaming. Um, and so we don't have to play games. The cool thing about what we teach and train is we, we do less work and get 10 times more results because it's not about tasks anymore. When you think we're just doing tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons, that's the old Google model. Old Google algorithm. If you hear anybody saying they're doing tons of backlinks, tons of anything, tons, if tons comes out of their mouth or multiple actions, like what, that's too much. Google goes, that's not natural. That's spamming. That's gaming. You will get, you may not be penalized just yet, but the algorithm as as people are seeing, and as we're even seeing in SpyFu and other instruments, that the, the traffic is going down. The April, the April update, just different updates or whatever or you can see having a mass impact on people who've been gaming and spamming and, you know, mass content creation using AI and stuff like that without focusing on user intentions. No, I'm watching the stream, so I'm not looking at the TV. <laughs> so Jezza, I'm, I'm curious, can you talk through what the approach was like 
keywords and getting results yes. probably for like a long period of time. And then when these changes started happening, I personally think a lot of it has to do with, with AI, you know, that they like Google kind of says, well, if, if, if quantity was the ruler of, you know, they wanted a lot of content. Now they have that content. They've got, you know, 20 Tons. plus years of content. They don't, feel like they need any more. And now with, you know, with AI and chat GPT four, it's like someone can literally go write me a thousand pieces of blogs a day. Right. So they know that game is not going to be the winner. So they want the quality now. So kind of what has been the winner of keywords over the last, you know, X amount of time. And then that'll be the, the good stuff. when when more and more people start getting on of, the new results, what you got to do to win today. Well, just to, just to explain, um, as people are coming on it, the big, the big game. And then again, I'll go ahead and explain it. Um, is eat E A T is kind of E E A T. Yeah. Eat was the original algorithm that kind of explained the replacement and deprecated the old algorithms based on backlinks, you know, the number of backlinks and based on domain authority. And we still use domain authority, but it's now a different algorithm that creates that authority. That's what I want to say. Eat uses a different algorithm to create authority. It's not now about volume. It's also about topical relevance. It's about, and again, the eat also includes authoritativeness and the authoritativeness is, is based on um, how prolific the content writer is of the content, meaning Google's no longer going to give AI credit for content, no longer going to give your outsourced writer for content. If there's not an author box attached to the content that leaks back to a real person or entity, you will be penalized. That is a thing. If anybody's listening, if there are any content on any of your web pages, blog or otherwise, that do not have an author box that points back to a real person, you, are, you will be punished and you won't be ranked anymore. Because the authoritativeness part of it is that you have to be a real person producing content. Otherwise, you're a gamer or a spammer in Google's eyes. If you're not identified as the writer of this topic, and then they're going to use your expertise to determine whether you have the credentials to even rank that content. So if it's for home services and, it, and that content on that that builder's website isn't written by the builder that's got a certification on that good or whatever, they will be outranked. They won't rank for that. A person that actually has their expertise attached to their article will outrank you all day long, any day. And that's the different changes. Meaning if we're using E, we can't just do it like a gamer and spammer anymore. We have to have real credential people attached to our real content. And then the extra E that just came out was experience. And what's experience? You're like, well, experience of the person. No, experience of the customer so if that article that you just produced or that blog article what does that need that needs a testimonial from the customer on that page why because that provides experience also on your pages customers customer testimonial videos anything that's from the customer that can say this product is good that's what reviews are remember reviews is customer experience how is it how is the experience of the product of the actual service or whatever from the customer's point of view, that's the new E. And then what I'm gonna tell as people are coming on, the last E I think is gonna be coming out and be announced here within the next six months is engagement. 
Mm-hmm. The new GA4, the new the new um, tracking has a new metric. It's called engagement. So the engagement metric that's now in the Google Analytics is now, I believe, a new algorithmic update, which is now going to be looking for, did that content also get engagement? Meaning you may have had a blog article, but a blog article with zero comments, does that deserve to rank? Mm-hmm. I asked the listeners, if you have a blog article that has zero comments, is that a good blog article? No, it's not. Meaning if it has no engagement, then it's worthless. It's spammed. It's gamed. It's junk. It's AI written. Nobody's engaging with it. Who cares about it? Google's going to stop caring about it. So if your blog articles don't have a comment on them, they're not going to get ranked. If your blog articles aren't shared to social media and have a like on it, it's not going to get ranked. Meaning so there's... What yeah, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is basically there's going to be jobs generated for people to go out and boost people like there's going to be people who are paid to go and comment on these blogs and share these blogs like that's going to be the new content creator position is going to be commenting on people's stuff sharing people's stuff like that's going to be a new job correct and that's that's one of the things that we teach in our new framework even with jonathan's team is that that's a part of that job meaning you have to tell the customer to get the review from the client Meaning it's going to be your job to follow up, to get that review, to follow up, to get that link, to follow up. Meaning, meaning no longer are you a backlinker. Now you're a follow upper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because in reality, you've got to connect how we look at eat in hum jam is it's like connecting dots and in, in, in entity dots, basically. So you got to connect the dot from the, the article to the person who wrote the article to the person who's, enjoying the article right who's reading the article and that's got to be all connected meaning so in the eat algorithm it's saying does this have the engagement does this have the expertise meaning was it written by somebody who was credible does it have the authoritativeness meaning is this a prolific writer who's had um a history of good engagement good likes good feedback good reviews is there a history there and that's why you want to make sure if you're doing mass content creation Create a you can create a ghostwriter and start building their authoritativeness and then use them for all your projects. You know what I mean? Like you could build a ghostwriter for uh, HVAC, a ghostwriter for your dentist market, a ghostwriter for your plumbing market, and then and then start building their their authoritativeness. And you know you could build build that. But that's what you need to do. Or what we say in the home service hustle world is attach the articles to the owner of the company. Because the owner of the company, as the author, even though they're ghostwritten by his team, is still going to come from the owner of the company attached to their LinkedIn, attached to their Better Business Bureau. So it's going to look like it's coming from the owner of the company. And that's what we're also training is to make sure that your content writers are writing from the perspective of the owner of the company. Even if you're using ChatGPT or Jasper or whatever, we say write from the perspective of the owner of an HVAC industry this article, meaning create it as if you own this company in this HVAC industry. And then that language is what's going to look like and have more authoritativeness or more expertise or whatever on the content than just ghost written by any random stranger, meaning that connecting the eat dots. Um, and then the trust is the put together of all that, meaning the engagement dot, the comment dot, the authoritative dot, the check back to the better business bureau, the check back to the LinkedIn, the check back to the YouTube testimonial video, 
all those dots create that last trust that literally, if you connect these correctly, your, your rankings skyrocket. Like you see, I, I got graphs that you'll see once we turn on the E, you're like, whoa, what's that popcorn? The, you can see the dead body coming back to life when you enable all these dots. Wow, that's awesome. Like I can't yeah. wait. And we've got some questions rolling in. So keep those cool. questions rolling in. We're going to address those at the end. These are all really, really great questions that are coming in so far. So keep them coming. We will ask these at the very end and address them. So hang tight because they've got a ton more information to throw at us. And it's going to be like drinking from a, from a fire hose. So save the live, save the link so that you can go back and rewatch this because it's just there's so much more coming. Yeah, because Jonathan knows the way you take that eat that we were just talking about. The engagement's good. The expertise is good. The authoritativeness, all that's got, that's the framework. But guess where the magic is, right, Jonathan, is in the actual keywords. Yep. That's the magic because a lot of people, and, and again, we're, we're, we're doing a little bit more training because what you want is what does the customer want? They, they have services and they have areas of people that need those services and they have what is their the thing that they book, make the most money, make the most profit, that kind of thing. So if if we're being paid by a client to 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 increase the revenue, like Jonathan was talking about earlier, the increasing of the revenue versus just getting them traffic, um, we would then key, gear that keyword research to again, our process is super simple. What are your services? Uh, HVAC repair, uh, filter installation, you know, name all your services. OK, great. What are all your areas? Norcross, Atlanta, Alpharetta, Georgia, you know, okay, now, great. What are we going to do? We're going to find all the people in those areas that need those services. And we're going to create, we're going to get your business where those people are coming to you for those services. Does that make sense? It does. So and literally, I have, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I have a question in regards yeah. to that. You're talking about areas. What is the radius or is there a radius for Google that says, like, do they cap you out as far as your service area? Where do you start reaching a friction point with competitors in um, your in your actual area? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And there's no there's no friction point in that um, Google doesn't care who's competing with who. There's no they don't care. They just want the best result to win and they'll rank it, meaning they're a ranking system, not a winning system. OK, you don't win with Google. You rank with Google. So what they're going to do is find the best one that's going to be positioned at the top, if that makes sense. But to be clear, that's where we need to, you know, their difference between SEO and Google Maps. Yes, right? so correct. Google Maps, you're going to cap out to an extent based off of your location, right? So if you're in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, like you're not going to be able to own the entire, you know, metroplex of Atlanta more than likely. And that's why people are going to start. Unless you do certain things. There's certain things. Yeah. Right. You can go get multi locations and you can, you can sync or link those locations together and really, and we're going to talk about that on the second, yeah. second part of this. We're going to look at some geo grids. Now taking that same location, right? Maybe you take a 13 by 13 uh, square mile location. Well, in central Arkansas, we could light that entire 13 by 13 grid up. Well, you lay that same 13 by 13 grid over like Tampa, Florida, like it's going to cover millions and millions of people. Like you're not going to be able to do it with one location. But when an SEO, like what you're talking about, content driven from the website and you service 30 cities, you can rank organically for all 30 cities 
with the right strategy if, you know, because Google doesn't care. They don't, you know, like Joe said, it's not a, it's a winning system or it's a ranking system, not a winning system to them. So if you're putting better content and you've got the better keyword strategy, you can win all 30 of those cities. And the number one ranking factor for that GMB is NAP, the name, address, phone number of the location. So the closest to that location in that search is actually going to be the number one ranking factor. And that's what you're talking about, meaning the competitiveness. But you can branch out to all those other dots that he's talking about by connecting uh, local pins or pins that are from the local area to content that's driven around that geographical area or location. Meaning if you drop a picture, like a before and after picture of a home service installation from say Norcross, but your nap is in Atlanta, but you have that pin now on your website with a job that was completed with a, say a, a, a thumbs up that it was a great job. Now you're going to be found in that map pack because you have a local. So when Google crawls that site, it's going to crawl that pin and see that that pin matches that search. And now you're going to show up for that search. That's phenomenal. What did you say NAP stands for again? I'm taking an act. You're name, so many. <laughs> you got to take notes. I am. Yeah. Name, address, phone number. Phone number. Yeah. And that's the number one ranking signal for your G GB or your map pack, meaning who's ever the closest to that address and that search is going to show up in that unless there's another pin with a better search content, meaning an article with that keyword, with that pin is going to show up better than one that didn't have that. Wow. Meaning there's, there's pieces to hook up. Like, you know, if you hook the chain up, it's, a, it's magical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, whew, this is good stuff. This awesome. is such good stuff. Like I am blown. I'm, I'm just blown away. All right. Awesome. So what's next? Uh, I say we talk about the keywords. Um, yeah. And so I want to give, I want to be fully uh, transparent here because that is what, one of our core values are at Cornerstone, transparency. Um, and I want to talk about what we've done and what I believe everyone has done in the past, all of our competitors, you know, as well. And one of the big changes that we've made based off of the training from Hum Jam and what Google, you know, algorithm is saying, you need to, you need to change and make different. What we've always done is we've had our traditional, most popular keywords in the industry, right? So HVAC, plumbing, electrical, you have your pack of keywords. And typically that number can range from a hundred to several, many, many hundred. Like we, we run reports now, we're like, well, this company's trying to rank for 700 or 800 keywords. It's more than likely never, ever going to happen. And what we're seeing is when we're running these very detailed keyword uh, uh, research now, what we're seeing is that you take, you know, one or two or three or four pages on the website are ranking or trying to rank for 30, 40, 50 of these keywords. So the other thing you got to think of, if you take one page or one piece of content on the website that's ranking for 50 keywords, Google's never going to let that one article or one piece of content rank for all 50 of those. It's never going to happen. No. But that's what we're seeing. So now what we've done is we had our two, three, 400 pack of keywords. We put it in and we, it's like, uh, we, we were throwing shit at the wall and seeing what was going to stick and just hoping for the best. 
you know what's work what's and that's a common strategy that's not yeah. uncommon we actually do that every day yeah and um and and so what we found now is that not only were we doing it wrong and to say we were doing it wrong if we wrote enough content we were going to get good rankings on a lot of those keywords but here's the problem joseph went into and audited a, a lot of our accounts actually all of our accounts in the beginning and he was like man have you, do you know you've got Google Search Console hooked up to your reporting dashboard, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, some of your accounts, he goes, like, he goes, let's go in and look at one. And he showed me, and I, he goes, well, what do you see on this keyword list? And I was like, I mean, it looks pretty damn good to me. Like, they're, I'm scrolling and they're all on page one, position one. He's like, yeah, that you like that, huh? I said, yeah. Then he goes, all right, well, let's go to Google Search Console. And he goes, let's look at the total traffic that's come in for all these keywords. And it was pathetic. It was like, so if your clients or, you know, a competitor of yours knew how to get in here and look at this, they would destroy you because there's no traffic going to these keywords. But the keywords, guys, looked pretty good in my eyes. But the market, the com the competitors and the market have to determine what, what keywords are most valuable. Because I'll tell you right now, in one market in Miami, and one market in Dallas and one in New Mexico and one in Portland, Oregon and one in New York City, the people that are searching and how they search it and the keywords they're using are going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. So now the strategy that we've been taught, uh, Joseph's business partner is a genius when it comes to the keyword research part of this. And he shot a video for our team doing this for like to put it together for a client that we're using a hundred keywords. All right, so now our programs are 25, 50, or 100 keywords. But once those get locked in, they're done. They, the client agrees on it, and we're not changing it because we're going after the most competitive and the best keywords that have the most traffic going to them. And now the strategy we're going to put together is going to be how do we dominate, how do we rank for these keywords that that's the ones that have the traffic going to them. So his business partner, Joe, uh, Joey, he shot a video. He didn't make an introduction, guys. He didn't say, hey, guys, Joey here, going to shoot this video for Cornerstone. No, he got on with his earbuds in and he just started working and recorded himself doing it. it four, took hours of, four hours of doing keyword research. Four hours. Four hours. And he can do this with his eyes closed, blindfolded. It took him four hours. So my team, it's taken them, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours to do this the right way. But when you do it the right way, it's Can't one time go. because now that's the strategy. You're not going to move from it. Right? You're not going to move from those keywords. And then you're going to start figuring out the strategy based off of the competitors that are currently ranking for it. And then what, uh, one thing that y'all uh, we talked about yesterday, the DA score is super important in this. And oh, yeah. what I'm finding right now, and Joseph, correct me if I'm wrong, like did the DA score not matter as much in the past because it seems like people haven't been paying attention to it as i'm running some of these rankings it mattered it definitely mattered in the past but it, it uh mattered more for global searches not quite as much for local uh but the da now is attached to the new e so, so pause what is yeah. da score for everybody domain authority and yeah, sometimes it's called pa because really da only matters um, a, PA matters more than DA. PA stands for page authority, and that's Ooh. because Google ranks pages, not domains. Now, the Ooh. reason why we look at the DA is because 
what what do you do for every or what you should do for every piece of content is internally link. So you take so you send all your backlink or all your traffic or your GB, your directory listens, all that stuff goes to the homepage. So your homepage gets more backlinks than any other page on your that's why you look at the DA, which is you see the domain authority because but the DA is just the homepage authority. Each page is going to have its own PA. So if you have a page in the blog that has zero, it's not going to rank. So how does that blog go from a zero to at least a two or a three? Because you internally link it from the homepage down through to that content that juices up that content to give it some PA. And then so you're really looking at PA. Who's got the highest PA and is going to win in the searches? So it is about... It's about authority now for local business, and it is still about backlinking for organic. But now the change in the algorithm is it's not just about DA backlinking anymore. It's about topical relevance. So Google now looks at the words recency and frequency before and after the backlink and determines if that's topically relevant to the content it's pointing to. If it's not, it's not going to give it the authority. Meaning in the past, it would pass on the authority, but it now it's more about topical relevance, meaning you can get higher PA from a church website to a local business than you can from a Chinese forum post that's a 99. Do you know what I'm saying? Meaning if you take a high DA from China down like they used to do in Fiverr to a backlink or whatever, that used to work. That doesn't work anymore. A lower PA or DA link that's more topically relevant in the local space or even in the global space works better. Mm -hmm. So Google's honing it down again to eat, which is making it more topically relevant, more in alignment, more. It's not gaming anymore. You got to get the gaming out. And so DA now, local DA is now built on what we call authority citation portfolio. That's the word you're going to write down. But that's that if you want to sound like an expert in this space, use the word authority citation portfolio. And all that means is, is that your website is found in the best directories, Angie's list, house, you know, homeservices.com. You meaning your web, if you're a home services company, you got to be found in the top authority based directories. Cause if you were a business, isn't that what you go do? I'm starting a business. I got to go get in the yellow pages. I got to go get in Yelp. I got to go. That's what you do. And Google will now give you domain authority for doing that. If you're a local business and you're not doing that, what who are you trying to, to to fake out? You know what I mean? Google wants to know you're a real business, so you're going to do the Yelp. You're going to do the Angie's List. You're going to do the Yellow Pages. You're going to do the Better Business Bureau. That's a must, meaning that's your authority citation portfolio, and there's about 50 of these. I think we Jonathan's team has about 500, You know, but that's over a period of one to two years. We'll build this authority citation portfolio that'll build a local domain authority rank that's based on the nap the name address phone number is consistent on all these directories which increases your trust meaning the more the nap that's consistent across directories your trust score goes up because now they know that if they call this number they're going to get you you're going to be the person to answer the phone let me give an explanation yeah okay so that analogy real quick yeah. So this will help. Right. So the analogy I like to give people with the NAP and the the NAP is is more and more important now than it's ever been. Right. Everybody in the digital market world has been talking about NAP and it's really just been a way to, um, I think, run some reports and, you know, confuse some people at times or whatever. But here's here's the analogy that people understand now. 
it's as if you were to take a trip to New York City and you walk out in the middle of Manhattan and you say, I want to go eat some New York pizza, right? And somebody, but I want to go eat the best New York pizza there is. And you start asking and you go up to 10 different people and 10 different people tell you the same exact place to go. And they go, listen, you go two blocks down here, you take a left, it's on the corner and you go, all right, I'm going. All right. But then if you go up to 10 different people and 10 different people tell you 10 different places, how confused would you be? You wouldn't know where to go and which one to choose. Well, that's the way Google is because, you know, Jennifer didn't know that, you know, Google and, and things existed on other parts of the world, right? Well, it's global. There's, <laughs> there's literally hundreds of millions of listings that are on Google. So Google needs some assistance and they need help with, well, um, you know, people are searching and people expect it to pop up, boom, and they want results and they want whatever information that they search for, they want to see. That's what we've got to do. We want it now. So Google's like, well, we need to make sure that it's accurate and that it's not going to confuse our customers because Google wants people to be on their platform as much as they can. So you need to make sure that your information is consistent across, you know, across the, you know, the, the entire, you know, wherever you're listing yourself. If, if they see that you have a different address, which is known because people change their locations, they grow bigger, they downsize. If you don't, if you make, if you have inconsistent name, address, or phone number, and it could be from years ago and you didn't even know, but make sure that your marketing company is running some search. That yep. find out. That's right. That's called, that's why it's called search engine optimization, which requires a lot of cleaning, auditing, cleanup. You know, there's a lot of cleanup work to do um, when optimizing, you know, and making fresh and better. So, but cool yeah. stuff. That is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of really, and I'm popping in some comments too about like, things that I have heard in the past about SEO. So I can't wait to get to these to the end because a lot of people are popping in too and, and dropping some really good stuff. So just, I just, just keep going. Like I just am so excited. Everybody's pumped. Everybody is so pumped. I'm and getting direct messages. Yes. Same. On all platforms. Yes. Yeah. And I love that when the more Jonathan talks, the more excited he gets. And like, you can tell he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he up and speak right now. He would like, he oh, yeah, he'd be throwing arms. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yes, like, I love it. Well, because listen, one thing that I've always been passionate about, my wife will literally, if I'm home and I'm doing like, I'm talking to a customer or something, like she'll start shoving towels underneath the door <laughs> and she starts holding ears because she's like, you have this different voice that either yeah. when you're talking to one of your current clients or you're selling someone, you, you come up with this different voice. And it's like, I get excited because I am a business owner. I own multiple businesses. It's not rainbows and butterflies, right? Like my, my executive assistant yesterday, when I came out of one of my meetings, she looked at me and she's like, I don't envy you. Right. And, and it's because it's, you know, all of us here all own businesses. It's their struggles. Right. But one thing that we can do is I can relate with my clients because they own a small business. And if they don't hit their goals, they may not be able to send their kids to college or take that next vacation. So I take it really personal, you know, yeah. and so I want to make sure. I, I'm told I do the same thing. I have a different voice for different things. You do. You do. Yeah. I'm always like my phone voice went to Harvard. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. But like, 
and, and, and to that, like business owners, sometimes it's not even about those extravagancies about paying for college or the vacation. Sometimes it's just about keeping the doors open. Yes. Sometimes it's just uh, about the bare minimum. And ultimately, most of the time, by the time contractors or business owners are looking for you and talking to you, they are probably just weeks away from their doors closing and giving up. Mm-hmm. Like yep. honestly. And so that's why I gave the cautionary earlier of look now. Like have conversations now, put this in your back pocket now, because you're going to don't wait until you're there. No, because right now is busy season for us guys. Like while you have the money and you're busy, spend the money now. Yes. Like start putting your money into SEO and stuff now, because ultimately you're just going to do yourself a favor while people are already looking for it. Instead of having to get that momentum ball rolling, it's already rolling. So make the switch now while it's busy season, while you've got the phones ringing and add to that. Yeah, look, I talked to a business owner just yesterday, um, 5.30 my time. It was 3.30 in California. I knew the guy needed to speak to me. He had texted me earlier in the week. Um, I would normally just pass it on to one of my sales guys, but I was like, you know, I've talked to this guy in the past, and there's a reason he's reaching out like this. And I talked to him, and he's a, he's a plumbing company out in California. And I'm telling you, it was all over his face. And at the end of the call, I was like, man, listen, like, I – I see that you are, you're, you're hurting right now. And uh, cause he was willing to like, Jonathan, tell me if it would make more sense because all these marketing companies keep telling me that I'm in too big of a competitive market and mm-hmm. I, and I, and I don't have enough money to spend. If I need to pick up my business and if you found another location, like in California and told me this place would be better. And he was really, he was willing to pick up his business and move. Because he goes, I can't keep doing this and, and, and starving and suffering the way that I am. And I was like, man, look, like picking up and moving isn't isn't the answer, right? Because you're going to be starting over from scratch in a new city somewhere. People need to understand, you know, I, I did a webinar in, uh, recently and um, had Dan Antonelli on it from Kick Charge, right? And he's got a book out there, uh, Branded, Not Blanded. Yep. Guys, I want you to know it's one of the hardest things to put money into your brand because your brand, your branding campaigns do not give you instant return back on your investment. Right? right. There's a reason why every kid and every you know uh, parent knows what those damn golden arches are. We you, no one has anything. We know what McDonald's is. If we were to hear um, the the twist of a bottled drink and that noise that it makes us, at least everyone on this call would know that Coca-Cola, those commercials that, and it was like, ah, (laughs) because that's brand, right? That's not a, we have a Coca-Cola buy one, get one free. That is a call to action, right? That is going to be a marketing campaign or, you know, where you're trying to, um, uh, or a lead generation campaign. There is a difference. But I will tell you, the stronger your brand is, the better all of your other ads and stuff are going to convert. So when I hear people go, man, I'm desperate. I don't know what to do. I'm throwing money at Yelp. I'm throwing money at the coupon things that come in the mail. I'm throwing it direct mail. But guys, listen, stop throwing this huge cast net and stop throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks and get try to get hyper-focused. All right? So get hyper-focused on your SEO. Make sure that you're actually going after the right keywords that have traffic going to them because HVAC repair, you would think that that is a very competitive keyword and it is in certain markets, but it's not in all the markets. 
right? So like, stop just using keywords because that's the pack of keywords that your marketing company uses. And I'm telling you, like if it takes this guy's business partner four hours to do it and he could literally do it blindfolded in his sleep and it's taken my team two or three days to put one together for a new client, guys, like this, this isn't something that can just be taken lightly. You need to find the right keywords and have the traffic and then you have to have a very uh, specific uh, um, content strategy that you're going to run to be able to hit those results. And here's the other thing I'll tell you. We started talking about PA and DA. Here's what I want you to know. If your DA, right, and we can drop the link. Joseph, will you drop the link in the comments and then um, Jennifer and Jason can grab it, put it everywhere else to yeah. uh, to the, the DA tracker, right? Yeah. Anybody that's listening here, put your domain in this in here, right? This isn't our tool. It's not Joseph's tool. Um, this is a, a, a major industry software tool that you use. Check your DA score and check some of your competitors. But here's what I want to tell you. Not guaranteed, but 90-ish percent times if you if your DA is a two and your competitor is a 20, I don't care how much content you write, you're not going to take a ranking from the competitor that has a 20 and you have a two. Right. So if if you're not looking at these things as a business owner, you know, take things like this and, and let us help educate you. But if your marketing company is not being straight with you and I'm just telling you, it's like, oh, my rankings moving up. Well, if it's moving from the 50th spot and all of a sudden it goes to the 48th and the 42nd, great. But it's going to stay stagnant and it's going to plateau at some point, because if you're not working on that DA score and getting it up to what your competitors are, you're just not going to outrank them. It's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. You in so okay to that quick tip. I mean, I guess before you show us this heat map and everything, how would you recommend that we? What's your first step in rising or raising that DA score or PA score? It's backlinks, but I'm gonna let Joseph give give tips and things. Yeah. So um, the backlinks again talk about the topical relevance, but the the first thing to do for local business, bless you. <laughs> the first thing for local business is. Um, is, is that citation authority portfolio, meaning that's that's going to get your DA score going up super fast um, for any local business that would qualify for Yelp or for um, Howl's or for Angie's List or any of those particular things. You're going to want to uh, to to and, and my partner always even says, you know, the paid is better because the paid actually does a do follow link versus a no follow. All the free stuff is usually a no follow link, which kind of has weight, but doesn't necessarily have weight. But the paid ones have do follows and have high authority. So that gets passed on to you. And it's a local citation authority. So um, I'm not sure. Am I still in the call? You are. We can see. Oh, okay. yeah, I, was, I was like, you put you up. Because you, you were talking. Yeah. You scared me there for a second. I was like, I'm, no, no, I'm no, you're good. <laughs> um, but it's basically the um the local citation authority um is kind of what builds that DA for the local clients. Now, any backlinks or guest posting was a big thing, or um, you know, anything that you can create, we still recommend that anything that builds the authoritativeness of your site from infographics that get links, directories that you have on your site, maybe to other stuff. If you're a local service HVAC, you may have, here's our local electrician or here's our local, you have a directory that people backlink to. 
anything that makes you a local authority, any backlinks from a church website, from another directory, from uh, uh, somebody in your industry or whatever, those count more than say if you went and bought it from a, a backlinking company or a you know a Fiverr or something like that. That doesn't affect as much as today um, as does the connected, topical, relevant to your local area, to your topic, backlink, that matters more and build your DA more. So you can do that on a day-to-day -day basis. We always say friends or even people that are close in the same home services niche. Most of the home services is if you're an air conditioner, you know an electrician, you know a plumber, you know those people you could link to each other. You could say, hey, let's do a thing and link this article to this article. Y'all could easily do that or you know have an SEO team do that. Um, and that would actually work better than getting gaming links. So any domain authority built by topically relevant and or stuff that's completely connected to your niche, to your local authority is going to build that DA up and that PA. If it comes to say you have a directory on your site or an infographic on your site, how to do your own self repair or how to know how to hire a good technician or any of those types of infographics, get backlinks. So those backlink authorities uh, are actually help build. And if you do your internal linking structure correctly, will help build that up. So Google sees you as an authority and gives you kind of that part of the eat score, the authoritativeness. Um, and so that's how you build the authority is just, um, again, creating infographics, creating directories on your site, creating good content that other people want to link to that's useful to other people, like a consumer service-based content, like how to make sure you hire the right, how to not get screwed by your, uh, you know, service industry or any of those types of consumer report stuff, get great backlinks and then you can build authority and it's topically relevant. So there's a lot of stuff, but it, the old world of backlinking is totally different than the new world, which is now more, let's find real people, real, um, you know, connective sites, real friends, real people to actually say, look, we're real, we're legit. And the more you connect those legit pieces up, Google recognizes that. Um, and, uh, it makes it makes it yeah so and and the easier thing that you can do for your clients is list them meaning build that citation i think in our plans we have 15 to 20 citations a month so you want to keep adding and keep putting people so if they're a certain hvac niche niche they need to be in all the hvac directories meaning there's a bunch of directories in that niche and if your clients in that niche should also be in all those directories and if they're not, they need to be, meaning that's that goes on the task list. So you got hundreds of those that Jonathan's team's working towards because what we call as authoritative citation portfolio, not just a citation portfolio, one that's made up of topically relevant and high DA based links that come back to your directories that will then do either no follow or do follow, depending on if you pay for it or not pay for it. Um, but that's basically how you build that domain authority in the local services niche in the other niches if it's a global niche you could still build a domain authority but it's all you know it's it's just getting backlinks but again in the new e algorithm it's not just about the volume or da it's now about the topical relevance topical relevant is a huge key in today's day and age wow that's just like it. That's just mind blowing. So you would recommend having like on your website, maybe like a link to the people that you would or like a page for like, this is who we refer to, for instance, like, hey, we refer to this company if it's outside of our realm, you would recommend that? 
hundred percent. It'll help because it'll help both companies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It'll help both companies cross and Google loves cross pollination. Okay. As long as it's topically relevant and connected or whatever, they think that's great. Meaning that's, that's a, a great. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're like an HVAC, it's not like you would want to put a link to like a beauty specialist. You would want to stick like trades oriented yes. type stuff. Exactly. And if you did a beauty specialist, that wouldn't count. Cause that'd be like not topically relevant. That would be like mm-hmm. a gaming. So, uh, Joseph, can we talk about local pen? Are you good? Are we? Yeah. I mean, still. All right. So he's got a training session to go do with my team, but let's talk about this real quick and then uh, <laughs> we'll let him go and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about the DMV sure. stuff. So Joseph and, uh, his, his team of developers and stuff have been working on a new, a new software that's going to take the industry like by storm. Um, and you know, part of this amazing relationship that I have with these guys, I was able to finagle my way in and get, um, the exclusive rights to the home service side of this. So just want to kind of talk about it's in beta. We've tried to pull it out a few times, um, but it'll, it'll be coming out of beta very soon. Right. It's alpha tested with a few companies. There's even we even have a HVAC niche that's tested it really well. Um, we've tested in Europe, but, um, it's, it's, we have a new version that was rolling out right when we were rolling out with you. So that's why it was kind of, uh, and then chat GPT four and all of their new updates kind of weaned in, but we're, we're going to be rolling out with you this week for sure. Um, so our next week, like, cause my partner is sick too. So as you know, so, but we're definitely going to be rolling it out. Like, cause the new version we've been waiting on is ready. That's why we've been waiting on updates for you because we've been waiting on the new version, but the new version is ready. So we're rolling it out next week with with all all our. Yeah. So to get, to get just, you know, the 30,000 foot overview here, it is going to be an app that will be on the technicians or the installers or whoever's phones or tablets. And you're going to take a before and after photo of the job that you were doing. And from that, and then you'll leave a short description. So let's think of it as, you know, you're a plumbing company and you just installed a new tankless water heater. You took, you were taking out a, a tank and you're like, you know, just, just uh, removed an old blah, blah, you know, whatever manufacturer tank and just put in this new, whatever manufacturer tankless water heater from there. That's it. Before, and after, before photo, after photo, description of what was done and then from there chat gpt4 is connected it is integrated with the software and it will then write a location-based specific blog using the location of those photos that it it picks up on it will it will write the blog it will write a location-based gmb post it will write social content to go to facebook and instagram or whatever You can then take a video and get a video testimonial from one of your customers in the field and it'll write the description of that photo and will actually like post it as a a reel or a short or whatever. But not only like is that not just enough mind blowing in itself that what it will do for you, but it's so localized, right? So that's going, it's plugging into the new Google um, algorithm and the updates because it wants that local you know, authoritativeness. And that's what it's going to be doing. And I'll let Joseph throw in any extra 
um, you know, cherry on top you want to what this is going to be, but it's going to be super special. Yeah. So imagine it's, it's a, so they have an iPhone Android app. And so the local tech technician takes a before picture and it tags it. Our AI tags the picture and says, we're looking at a plumbing repair. It looks like it had mold. So our AI scans the picture for any tags that it can find that Google will also find That's awesome. on that picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we scan it like Google would scan it. Okay. Just so that we know how to title it, how to do any of that stuff. Now, what it also does, so so it scans it, and then the technician, we already pre-have pre gathered keywords and all kinds of stuff for many different niches. We don't know all of them, but if you gave us one, we would go research it because we preload our AI. So it already has all these details about your business. It knows when you're started up. It knows you're connected to LinkedIn. It knows you're connected to Better Business. We load all these details about you. So you take pictures in the field before picture, and then and then you do your work and then you're done and you take your after picture and you say i'm done and you fill out what you did okay the customer had a plumbing issue they were they're they're happy now it's done here's the picture here and so those pictures guess what it's attached to a gps so whenever you take local pictures with your iphone it takes the location location mm -hmm. data is on all your pictures okay mm -hmm. which is also key because we can now go to any company who have already taken before and after pictures and create new content based on all that and drop all those local pins. Cause here's right. the key. All those pictures have local pins with that map data on it. So mm -hmm. as soon as that content is AI created that blog post with those pictures, those before and after pictures, all of that now, because of the content, it SEOs it, it's SEO content. It's, it's written like it goes through two or three different human, rewrites it in human voices, rewrites it in the voice of the owner, does all that kind of stuff. And then if they took, if they happen to have the client right there, they can say, can you give me a testimonial? Do you like this or do you enjoy this? And if they take that, our app will even take that, rewrite that and post it and do a review and then actually post that video to the before and after video and drop the map pins to, to attach that special Google Eat because what we've also found in our testing that a video testimonial adds gasoline to any yep. um, trust factor, meaning because yep. it's a video of the testimonial. It's not you can't game a testimonial. You know what I mean? You can't game a video. So if your testimonial actually has a video attached to it, that even increases it that much further in that experience score of the Eat. So our tool We'll take what the technician does and automatically do this. The technician doesn't create the blog post. They don't create anything. They All they do is create it, take pictures, tell what they did, and ask the customer, can I get a video testimony of this? If they say no, they can just go, well, the customer liked it, and it'll still recreate the content going, customer liked their repair of their you know HVAC system that was a train, was a whatever, because the technician will say, this was a train, this was a carrier, this is a, they'll mark it on their phone, when they're taking the picture, because we we already know what all those keywords are. The technician will just click their phone what they're taking and AI will also pick it up. And so this does it. So then what it does is takes that content, those pictures, writes the content, repurposes it to GB posts plus pictures, repurposes it to, to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to any social media that's connected and posts that YouTube video to their YouTube channel if they had one with the testimonial video and link that back to that article. So any of those social media properties that got created links back to the original piece of content that gets created automatically from that technician's um, 
thing. Now it can all be done automatically where a technician clicks and it goes directly to website or technician clicks and it goes into a queue where your team has to agree whether it's good or it's not, or can edit or whatever, meaning it can either go in a queue where you can uh, let the client agree whether it posts live, or you can go just free form it, open it. The client's just going to post as much jobs as he clicks a button. And then the client could end up like with 50 new pages on their site if they were really, yeah. you know, going crazy. Um, but we have credits like, so you couldn't go crazy because our plans have, you know, 50,000 AI credits. So you couldn't like totally go crazy, you know, go past your credit base. You'd have to buy more credits basically. I think you're muted. Uh, so for us, we're going to use this two different ways, right? So we're going to, you know, our clients have the 25, 50 or 100 keywords. We're going to lock those keywords in. And the content strategy that's put together, remember, is based off of the competitors that are currently ranking for it. And what do they currently have written? What is their DA scores and PA scores? And then putting a very specific strategy together to rank for those keywords. So we're not going to deviate from that. And then the the local pin, uh, which the name of the, the software that we're going to roll out is called localpin.ai. Um, we don't have the website and everything up yet. We're waiting for it to come out of um, the final beta stages. So he just gave me great news here that um, next week or the week after, we'll be rolling it out to Allheart, uh, our client out in California. Um, but we're still going to allow clients to let their guys use that and have that additional local, very specific content still be written. And um, so they're going to be getting it from multiple angles and Google is going to love it that we're writing a strategy, a content strategy based off of the competitors and putting out something that's of better quality that we're going to be able to outrank those competitors that are already ranking for. And then the stuff that's going to come in from the AI tool it's going like Google's going to love it because it's like, man, you're really you really are in Frisco, Texas, and you are at this customer's home. And you did just take a photo of their uh, hot water heater and the new one that you just installed. And then you wrote content on it and you tagged all that content and you got a video testimonial from this customer right here. It's going to blow Google's mind and we're going to see like really like when you're tapping into the EEAT of what Google's asking for, this software checks every one of those boxes over and over and over and over. It's A-I-E-A-T. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting the whole alphabet out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So is, are, are there any questions that y'all want to ask that came in? Because the technical side of things need to go to – the guy that looks like an alien. What are the, what are the starred uh, questions, my dear? I'm going up. No, you just got to click over to the star, see where it says live. Oh, I, did, star. I did see oh, one. Okay. I'll tell um, Joseph Gyro for enterprise level companies who don't go. allow comments on their blogs or a share link. How does Google measure engagement? Um, I'm sure. Uh, so, so, I mean, th that would have to get very specific to who and what you're talking about, like medium from Microsoft to different content like that. Um, I would, I would almost, um, especially for enterprise comments, they don't allow that because they don't want the spam or any of that kind of stuff, but I, I'm sure they get their authority from people linking into them because they're an authority. 
Um, so they're, they're not going to follow the same rules if they're already an enterprise level authority from that perspective. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Google would want to see that content shared somewhere, meaning that content, if a big company is posting it, would also post it on their Facebook, post it on their Twitter, post it on their LinkedIn, post it somewhere and see comments or engagements on those properties. Meaning it, it social blog is, is what I consider social media content. Google business is what I consider social media content. But if you yourself don't want that on your social media content, you can say no to that. But that doesn't mean you can say no to comments on your Facebook page or no to comments. Well, you can, you can, but, but Google's not going to, you will be penalized on that, but a big enterprise level customer is going to have a backlinking structure from a different capacity, meaning it's not going to be, um, there's going to be other e or engagement algorithms that will apply. That's just one of them. Meaning if you wanted to really take it to the next level, adding comments to it would probably make it go better. You know what I mean? But you go, well, our policy doesn't allow it. I can't give you a solution other than to say that you need the backlinks from somebody or you need the engagement from somebody where if you can't get it on your blog itself, share it to Facebook, get comments there. Um, because those comments will count just like comments on the blog if it comes from other sources, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know. I, I assume that if you're doing a blog, you're sharing that somewhere. You're not just doing a closed door blog where there's no comments, no communication, because Google would start deranking you for being a dead sea, meaning we don't want to communicate. We don't want to talk to nobody. We don't want nobody. Google ain't going to rank you if you're a closed door. So you've got to have an open door somewhere. And if it's your comments closed, that's fine. If you're an enterprise level client, meaning you can't take it for whatever reason, you still have to have that communication door open somewhere, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, somewhere. I mean, you can't just be closed as an inter enterprise level customers aren't closed. Microsoft is not closed. Cisco's not closed. IBM's not closed. I mean, I can go on and on and on where, where, where whoever's asking the question doesn't go along with what's reality. Um, so if you have a policy of no comments, then I would say um, try to get them somewhere else. Well, to preface that that he, I, I gave him the link to get in here, but he he's a digital marketing company, so that's why he's oh. asked a very technical question like that. Um, so I'll I'll get y'all hooked together, and he can um, pick your brain if he. I mean, does. there's many solutions around it. There's many solutions around the comment issue on a blog. You know what I mean? But you would have to you have to have that channel open somewhere. Yeah. So the next question that we've got is, do you recommend using hashtags for the city you are serving at the time when posting to social media and or Google Maps? I do. I say yes, but don't overdo it. Um, the hashtag for the city is fine because people will, especially if you're if it's Twitter content or LinkedIn content, not necessarily Facebook, although Facebook, you got to be very sparingly with it. But I would say uh, if it's LinkedIn content or uh, Twitter content, no more than three uh, as service area hashtag, service hashtag potentially, and maybe even hashtag like stay cool if it's for HVAC or whatever, you know, know you could do it, do it that way. But hashtags for Twitter and LinkedIn posts for sure. You keep saying that name. I don't, I'm not sure what it is. What is it called? What name? You keep using two platforms. I don't. What what are they? Twitter and LinkedIn. I've never heard. Oh, of oh sorry, sorry, sorry. X, 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 oh, X, oh. 
Oh my God, you totally got me, dude. You got me. Is it just one X or three? Hey, but the URL is still Twitter. The URL, you didn't change it to X.com. Why would I don't know, but if you go to x.com it redirects to twitter.com so it's still twitter.com interesting yeah that is interesting i hate it as a marketer i hate it (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that jonathan yeah i used to be a twitter guru i actually had the best selling clickbank twitter product i was number one clickbank selling twitter cash method in 2009 was my product for Twitter, the best-selling clickbank yeah. product. I read all his posts. Like I thought he was going to go postal whenever the name got changed. Stuff. So that's what oh, I-, I did. I wanted to go postal when the name was changed, and I wanted to go postal when Facebook changed their name to Meta. That made me so mad. Yeah. I'm like, so a Meta description is now what? A Facebook description? A Meta title is now what? A Facebook title? No, I don't know. <laughs> So it says, when Google My Business went to Maps, it killed us. I think this person's not alone. Yeah, totally. Well, so here, here I want I want Joseph to comment here. And then I want to say one thing here. You know, I love I love Maps, right? We're going to talk about it in a second. I I'm love Maps do, too. But I'm going to do a heat yeah. map scan. I'm going to do a heat map scan for someone to yeah. kind of show what they look like. But here's what, what we've learned from Hum Jam is you can really make that light up and send some social signals out by what we used to do is check boxes. We'd say, all right, well, this package you're in, you're going to get four GMB posts a week and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the thing is those days of just checking boxes are gone. So now what we're doing is remember the, the very, the, the, the content strategy, it all starts with the keyword research, making sure that it is done right in the beginning. It's the keywords that have the traffic going to it. But now when we write that very specific piece of content, we're RSS RSS feeding that content and putting it out to Facebook, putting it out to your GMB, because now you're putting that out and you're you're trying to, you know, tell the social networks, like, look at this very high quality specific piece of content that we're putting out. And we want to get clicks and engagement with it, which are really going to light it up. So the days are just going all right, five posts a day to GMB, like that, that's not going to work anymore, right? It's obviously, it may be better than not posting it at all, but it's not going to have the same impact and the same reach that it used to in the past. And people need to understand that. Yeah. And, and the reason, so maps, because maps um, requires a little connectivity with Google to say that you are actually on the map. And the only way to tell Google that you're on the map is with a photo that's attached to that map or well-placed content that's also attached to the map, meaning without that. So a GB post, if that picture doesn't have the map pin, isn't going to help you get to the map, even though you may have it to the GB post. So that's kind of why you got screwed is because, but if that picture that went to the GB post was actually taken from your iPhone, which was actually taken on site, that's going to now rank. That's why when a customer is there on site and complains about your service on Yelp or whatever, they take pictures. And those pictures are now tracked to that area that then goes against you in that local area, right? Because their phone took pictures. So that it's the pictures that actually open that map up and or the the now you have to have pages that map that match those map areas. And then those map areas, the way we get around it, if you don't or if you're not taking pictures and Jonathan knows this, is that on your service area pages, you need the local Google map pin 
map on that service area page of the service area. Where people make this mistake is that on every service area page, it's just the map of the actual company that's doing the service. And that's where they're, that's where they're missing the map. Meaning you, if all your service pages need a map a pin on that page, so Google crawls your page and on that page, it needs a map pin of that service area on that page in order to show up on the map. And or all your, your Google business posts need pictures with that area map pin to show up on the map. So if you can connect those dots, then you'll start showing up on the map. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just dot connecting. We're just connecting dots. And if you can connect the I dots, think- then Google goes, oh, okay, that goes with this. This goes with that area. They're just connecting the dots to the areas and the services. So that's why when we do keyword research, we go, what are your services and what are the areas? Because as Jonathan said, a service like uh, HVAC repair near me may not be something we use here in Portland. We use very little air conditioning here in Portland. So we may not have the emergency services kind of keywords that you could just blank it out. So you want to find out what we're looking for here and then specifically what people would be servicing here. We can hone the, that keyword may show up as only 50 searches, but guess what? If you rank number one for 50 searches that give you $5,000 engagements on every engagement, those 50 amount to a lot of money. Yep. Because what we want is what Joey calls it. What does Joey call that map, Jonathan? Do you remember? The treasure box. The treasure map. It's called treasure. the treasure map. Treasure map. Yeah. yeah, that's what my partner calls it. Because what does it do? One keyword, even if it's 50, but if it's 50 with the right service area and the right service and you get ranked number one and it builds authority, expertise, and trust with that article and the client sees that and engages in books, that's five. That's that's your money back for our services right there with one click. Yep. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I think that's all of our questions tech wise. Okay. I don't want you to be late for your training. Oh no, um, yeah, he's training my team. He was training somebody else. But I'd say like, stay on here, Joseph. I got more questions. No, yeah. go yeah. train my team. And thank yeah. you so much for coming on here and helping thank me you. explain things with Jennifer and her audience. Yeah. Yes, I, I greatly appreciate it. And ultimately, I just want I don't want I don't want home service industry people or people who are working incredibly hard to make a living for their teams and for their families to struggle. I want them to have the answers. I want them to have a trusted place to go and ask questions and get what it is they need to thrive. And so thank you for coming on and sharing that and giving them a place to go to find resources, to get valid information and to have a a level of confidence when coming to you and knowing that they can trust you. So thank you so much for coming on today. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. All right. I can right, talk yeah. all day long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, Jonathan, your turn.